Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dane Baptiste Questions Everything, a podcast where myself, comedian and writer Dane Baptiste, my producer friend and partner in crime, Howard Cohen, a.k.a. The Hizzer. Hello! And a mix of very special guests pose the questions that need to be asked. We're talking everything from foot and mouth disease to football. Ooh, I like that one. Remember that was a thing? Yeah, football. Oh, you mean foot, foot, foot and mouth? Foot and mouth, yeah. And an, an uh, avian flu? Yeah. Uh, I, I, do you know what? I've swine got another flu. question. Swine flu was the other one, right? Swine flu, mysterious guest. Tamiflu. Yeah. I've got a question here for, on Twitter. Mm-hmm. That, we, that We started getting questions on Twitter now. That's how popular we are. It's from uh, Naps2710. Not, not the most catchy name. Uh, and she says, is love more than a brain-based chemical reaction? And the answer is no, 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 uh, or, 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 or yes, depending <laughs> on. I mean, we can't really answer that at this quick part of the show. Um, come on the show. I know it changes everything, according to the song. Mm. So, and it's quite deep. We're not quite sure how deep it is. And sometimes people use its name in vain. Do you believe in life after love? <laughs> uh, I can feel something inside me say, yeah. We ask all the questions, basically. We ask all the questions, but we need a guest to make the show a proper thing. Otherwise, it's just me and Dane doing this all day. We do. We definitely do. And our guest today is a Cambridge mathematics dropout turned comedian and pro poker player. He burst into the UK comedy scene by reaching the final of the BBC Radio New Comedy Award. His TV and credits include, among others, set Comedy Central at the Comedy Store, The Now Show, a Christmas short for Dave's advent calendar, and the Hangover Games on E4. He also wrote and starred in his own Radio 4 series, Chinese Comedian, which was selected for Radio 4's Pick of the Year. He is a uniquely analytical and very talented Ken Cheng. Hello. Hello, Ken. Hi, Ken. Hi, guys. What's Thanks happening? for having me. Yeah, that sounded great, putting all those together in Do one. Do you feel good about yourself? I like to think it makes people feel good about themselves. I think it does, yeah. That's the idea. All yeah. you creative people, so fucking down on yourself all the time. Yeah. Uh, well, Only the good ones. Mm. <laughs> yeah, have you, have you noticed that all of our af- positive affirmations of all of our guests, people are like, oh, man, is that me, really? Like, Cheers either- them up. Cheers exactly. them up. Yeah. And also, you know, people are here. They uh, Obviously, people come here uh, with a lot of humility yes. and prepared to contribute to the podcast. So we appreciate all of our guests. I think that's a reflection of the company you keep as well, Dane. It's not yeah. just, the kind of, you know, people wouldn't want to come, in, come on here and be, you know. Yeah. This is true. I, I don't do small talk. Did you leave Prick Ken at home? Ken, <laughs> you brought... Yeah, no, I knew this podcast was a very prick, anti-prick podcast. So. It's very anti-prick. Yeah, It's the anti-prick podcast. You can't really position it along like bipartisan lines yeah. of mm. ideology, but it's a very anti-prick. anti-prick. Yeah. Very anti-prick. We don't do pricks very well. Yeah. Your biog, one of the most fun, I've, and also I d- didn't mention to the listeners that you won Joke of the Year. Oh, yeah. Because I assume you hate that scenario. Because that Pe- people mm. people often seem to reject that whole thing. Well, it's yeah. Sort of, yeah, yeah, because it's unwinnable in that. Mm. The, if you think about the the relatives, or I guess the the subjectivity of what we yes. do. So when you get a joke that people are like, oh, that's the best one. 
then it's the I heard that in 1942, <laughs> Buster yeah. Douglas mm. had something similar. And yeah, yeah. So that's the issue. We all know what the the how it works. Yeah, so it's yeah. like why even? Yeah. And also, when do they announce it? Is it the end of the fringe? It's like a week before. So it doesn't really days. help your show. It does for five days. I didn't have to pay Flowers for five days, and to right. me, that was which the, that's good. That was a win. But yeah. then, it, what, what were the crowds coming in being like? Well, let's see this best show could have. Yeah, no, no, it that's did make the shows harder. Yeah, the yeah. crowds. I brought in crowds who had just heard that and then just like... Did yeah, you not kind of preface the joke with, this is the joke you all no, came here for? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. Like, now, I think show, now, either now, either now, way, yeah. you lose, I think. Mm. Of course. Yeah, yeah, I mean, no. when you get applauded in comedy, I've learned... I mean, they're good for yourself if they give yeah. you some kind of in esoteric reward, but a nomination or any kind of recommendation for a prize in comedy mm. is just going to invite... What has he done? To, or what has she done to deserve yeah. this? What's yeah. so special about this guy? I can't get people into my... Pub next to the sewer. <laughs> yeah, and you also spend the whole French building up that catered audience, for like so people are recommending to people who they yeah. think will, will like it, and then suddenly that all goes away yeah, in the last five days. Got, you get the chances. Yeah, the real chances. And the one thing I couldn't find out on the internet was: Are you still playing poker? I don't that much anymore. Comedy's kind of taken an over. Much more lucrative, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's where I, where I realized I don't actually prioritize money because I I could make more from doing poker, but it's a good point. It's a good point in life yeah. to reach. Yeah. Good for you, Ken. We've been talking a lot about money recently. And we, mm. we 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 well, I just don't. I don't. I mean, there's nothing to spend it on for me. I don't really care about. Anything. You don't have anything to spend. Cash on. rules everything around us, yeah. but not us. Mm. <laughs> I haven't worked out how to turn it into a good acronym dollar, yet. Dollar bill, yeah. Right, but yeah, we got the cream part. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. This the thing that makes this as a, as a you know as a man of maths um, formally yes uh, you'd appreciate that this show has a format yes which is which was why we pride ourselves on our format the format is simple right Dave it's very simple until I carry on rambling and then it gets a bit Fibonacci that's fine I keep going on and good. on and on and on but we we got three questions one from each one of us okay we always start you you being our oh. guest you ask oh, yeah. our first question it's going to be right of the dealer though Ken. To, which I'm, I apologise for. That's that's that's. I can't deal with that. We've got <laughs> to switch places. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe turn the table upside down. Yeah. I, don't know. I don't know. I'm just. Oh, I'm so confused. Oh, yeah. Where the blinds? Um, uh, yeah. My so I've been thinking about a lot about education, and my question is: it's something that goes around on the internet quite a lot. Is what should we be teaching in schools Ooh. that we're not? That's good. Yeah, good. You haven't had it before. Ken, it's good. Nails it. Well done, Ken. That's that's a beauty. Succinct to the point. I suppose one place to start with that is: are there things, you know, lessons you had at school that you think you'd want to retain? Ooh, I can Uh, tell you a couple. Yeah, you you can start. Yeah, I I think I think what what the content of it is is slightly you can, but the subject matters are interesting. I think I think history. Yes, is something I think genuinely wanted. I think that from everything I hear from my nephews who are at school. Uh, geography has a new place in the world that we didn't maybe have in really? our generation. Mm-hmm. Well, because the climate oh, and environmental climate issues change. has become a part of it. So I think those are two that are worth keeping around. Yeah. Um, I personally had a thing for English because I wanted to do, learn to write. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those are three. I'm now starting to think of the other ones and genuinely I was pretty shit at them all. <laughs> so therefore I didn't want to keep, wouldn't keep any of them. Yeah. So you want to keep maths. I mean, I was awful at it. Yeah. Oh, awful my God. Me too. Really? That bad? So bad. In a class of 100, in a year of 120, I was 119. And that's because the other kid just didn't even try. He didn't even yeah. show up. 
It's harsh that they ranked you as well. So yeah, that's pretty. Well, I was in the bottom set, and my results were worse mm. than everyone apart from one kid who didn't bother filling in the answers. Yeah, Why did you right. even bother filling in the answers? Because I was trying to be better. Mm. Uh, yeah. Failing. I had yeah. to have a t- math tutor if it makes you feel better. Mm. I, had oh, to go and see I tried that. Yeah. I think on Tuesday nights and on Saturdays I had to go to a tutor. You yeah. didn't, did you, Ken? <laughs> you fucking aced it, didn't you, Ken? I was. Smashed. Yeah, I was good at maths. Well, that's the problem with math school. It's only good if you're good at it. It's for people who are good at it, and then yeah. everyone else is just rubbish. Yeah. It's Especially if you get to, like, P1 and P2, like, pure maths. Pure maths, yeah. Oh, I, I somehow managed to, like, blag a B for GCSE, and I was like, I'm cashing my proverbial chips because mm. I'm not mm. able to handle A-levels. And actually, the A-level maths class in my school was basically like a hospice because <laughs> students were disappearing all the time. People that could not deal with the jump in difficulty from GCSE level... <laughs> yeah. To starting to do P1 and P2 and pure maths, and they have to deal with like theoretic numbers yeah. and stuff. And people were like, nope, can't Ev- handle it. Everyone has that level of math. Everyone yeah. hits that wall. It's like, oh, I, I don't understand any of this. Oh, am, I, am I good with hunting? What the hell is this? <laughs> yeah. So I think, I think a lot of people get to that point. I, was, I preempted that and I was like, I have somehow managed to yeah. get a B in maths. Mm. I'm taking this. Wow, I got a C. So that wasn't too bad. That's great. Yeah, that wasn't too bad. That's the highest on the lower Ken, paper. what do you get, Ken? I got an A star. Oh, uh, yeah. I got an A star. In year nine. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Yeah. Um, but um, but do you, are there subjects that you think you'd keep a lot of them? or All of them I, w- I would sort of keep, but I'd, I have issues with all of them in how they're done. That's, yeah. the, that's the main I, problem. I is, agree. Is, and the general idea of school as well, how it's so Se- heavily seconded. Accepted. Yeah. Is there anything you think they really missed? That's probably the, the the crux of your question, right? I, yeah. Well, the, what they obviously miss in school is the, uh, I guess, the personal and social education of mm. understanding things like, you know, PLCs uh, have stock on, which is publicly traded. You're yep. able to buy that and realize money from that. Uh, the law of tort and negotiation for property and understanding how that works is something you're not taught in school. Yeah. Mm. Taxation, if you, if you aspire to be either a... Uh, a bit self-employed or have a small to medium enterprise. Right. Just, the idea of taxation is not taught. Hmm. Uh, I think so. Kind of because uh, I remember business studies. Yeah, but yeah. I don't remember anything. It's very basic. I did business studies. Yeah, so it was just like, basic. what is profit? What well, is loss? Yeah. Well, what's funny about business is that I remember learning about the uh, the Maastricht Treaty where the EU was kind oh. of founded. But most people now have no idea what the EU is. Yeah. Even <laughs> yeah. despite being there, being it being taught in schools. <laughs> I remember doing economics and they were, it was like 2006 mm-hmm. and, and everyone was like, oh, Gordon Brown says we've solved the economy. We'll <laughs> never have, we'll never have a recession. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like when I was in university and it was like, so one of the most effective ways to help people is a, uh, something called retail therapy where you're able to uh, make yourself feel better by making purchases. And I was like, I don't think that's good because <laughs> speaking as a student, I feel like one of the biggest issues I deal with is a lack of availability of funds. Mm. And I feel like the idea that buying stuff to make me feel better kind of is really the beginning of a very vicious yeah. cycle for which I don't know the mathematical formula for because I struggle <laughs> with maths. But I know that doesn't make any sense. I think there must be some new subjects that could be more I useful. Think, I think that school as it exists and curriculum should be scrapped entirely mm, that's that's I, that's what it is i think that basically um school has suffered obviously a lot of manipulation 
for yes. industrial purposes uh, and it's been politicized mm. oh yeah. academia I should say rather than regulation yeah. so the institution of academia is very much manipulated in order to serve the powers that be and maintain status quo in terms of like you know the fact that I haven't really covered this in the podcast before like the idea that we're segregated and stratified along lines of gender in some instances yes. mm. sometimes age group Sure. Uh, religious denomination you are taught to concede to authority without yes. checking the uh, credentials of that authority yeah because your teacher might tell you you need to do a chemistry exam you need to get an A without any revelation of their own remarks but that that's an interesting thing because basically it, the, 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 the reason that must have happened that everyone ended up being these kind of battery farm hend right. educated kids right is that is that the, the simplest way to get everyone to do it was for everyone to do the same thing yes and that's what lost because you, so Ken, it's an interesting example because you say you were amazing at maths, right? Yeah. And you smashed it, right? Yeah, an A level, yeah. And then I went to uni. I went, I went to Cambridge and I dropped. I couldn't do any of it. Like, because you weren't good enough. Yeah, and also Cambridge is a crazy place. It, especially for their maths degree, they're looking for pure geniuses and they kind of put everyone else, they take everyone else to the edge to see how far they can push them, basically. But, I can see that. But then, but then the question I was going to ask was obviously you then found like, a creative pursuit. Yes. Was that fed at school? No, no, not at all. I, I discovered it at 21. The rest of my, and this is my thing that is, as you know, yeah. for someone who's been, you know, relatively prosperous in the gaming industry, has shown that you can apply some level of mathematical or statistical theory to something you're doing. So mm. while you're being pushed to the edge, and then the thing is, so then we're cultivating mathematical geniuses to do what? Yeah. To probably go and work for finance. For finance, like, or, yeah. Or, or, mm. A lot of them go to the city. Yeah, and go then, to, and imagine. So yeah, what, you're going to study and learn how to be an analyst where, again, you could potentially be integral to, you know, creating a new code to improve, like, you know, our understanding of artificial intelligence and just for the betterment of humankind in general, maybe understanding fractals on a larger scale. Yeah. Right. But you yes. could be at the cusp of that and people are sending you to work in a fucking city <laughs> yeah. to, to work, to, to come up with the formula why the uh, grouping of toxic assets and make zero equal one when, <laughs> and, then, and then it fails anyway. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty, pretty much. Pretty right? much. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, that kind of risk. Or, or you're, you know, you, you show promise as a scientist and mm. you have a profound understanding of meteorology and geology and then you're financially now incentivized that company to be like, climate change, that'll be all right. <laughs> it's, it's, it's fucking insane. Yeah. And like, mm. the fact that like, sc- schools should be run by you like universities. Mm. And there's so much uh, pomposity and stupidness that is involved in it, in the institution of academia, whereby if you were somebody let's say you were interested in like being a plumber mm. and you massively excel at this because we have an industrial hierarchy whereby because you're a plumber, you're seen and your endeavors yes. are seen as less valuable as someone who is going to aspire to be working in finance. Then there is not much ingenuity that goes into developing this as a trade. Mm. Cause some people could be tradespeople, yes. and mm. now they've fucked up school so much now where children are now have to remain in either further education or they have to be in like an apprenticeship or do trade work, or end up in a zero-hour contract where you're working for a company, you might even be paid at the end yeah. of it. So now you're an indentured servant. This is ridiculous, I feel. Mm. So I say this all should be scrapped. Someone is a plumber, or if someone shows promise being able to work in sanitation, and someone is happy to deal with either vermin, or find a more, a more humane way of dealing with vermin in the UK, or being able to like treat sewage more effectively, because you work in a sewer you are seen as less valuable socially to somebody yeah. who's working in the medical profession. But without this at this level, if you think about this as a, you know, as an ecosystem of it, of, we can't survive without people that work in dustbins. Mm, like yeah. if bankers take the week off, you may not notice. 
you'll notice if your bins and bins aren't collected ar- around the city, you're going to notice that a lot more if everyone goes mm. on strike. And, but yeah. the problem is, is that we've created this reality where we associate, you know, human worth to professions mm. and to vocation. Yeah. And that's what's fucked it. Yeah, so that, the word hierarchy is very apt. It's, yeah, like, yeah. it's not just, and it's a complete cultural hierarchy. The way yeah. we value people entirely is, is all fed to us in school. So like A-levels, all that is just fed very early on, and that is your worth all the way through. Yeah, basically. And then it's standardised, whereby like you have Harvard professors. So, I'm, so somehow I get through the bog of going to school, get to university, then you read up like, like a Harvard professor called Gardner, his theories on like up to seven to nine types of intelligence, where like, so then, so then now it's like, so there's spatial intelligence, whereby mm. like there's kinesthetic intelligence, where it's like the difference mm. between why footballers are also good at golf, because they just have an understanding of how to manipulate spherical yeah. objects. But, you know, that's the same kind of discipline that's used for a surgeon to have his hand steady when he's making an initial incision before well, open-up surgery. But having these skills, which I guess collectively... Again, under the narrative of like evolution, all serve to benefit advancing humanity. Yes. But that's inhibited by academic institutions. Hmm. Where because you're fo- don't waste your time playing football, waste your time doing music, you've got to learn maths and English. But what, why though? Because I have, I have an understanding of sonics and that it may affect human beings. Like most hmm. people who you have to watch on TV patronize you, telling you to stay in school, they're successful enough to do it going to school. <laughs> yeah. Anyone you think of who is most prosperous, Steve Jobs dropped out of school. Like Warren Buffett dropped out of school. Erika Johnson. Erika Johnson dropped out of school. Abraham Lincoln. I'm guessing, dropped, I Abraham, 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 Abraham Johnson, Lincoln dropped out of school. Yeah. And then mo- and more than most of the more prolific people you see. I suppose. How do you replace that system? That's the challenge, right? Is that yeah. is that is that it was a system created to give a balanced amount think, of material? I, th- I think you could just people should just be able to have an, a rudimentary understanding of maths, English, life sciences. And social understanding, so you have an understanding of laws mm. as they affect you, you know, from like agrarian reforms yeah. up until now. Just a bit, so you know, it's like if a policeman stops you and why and how to have discourse right. with a policeman. That's yeah. what everyone who is a taxpayer should be entitled to know. Right. In the same way that if you're a taxpayer, you should be entitled to know your rights in terms of commerce because, like, you know, you will look at a receipt or something that says it doesn't affect your statutory rights. No one knows what that is. No. But, you know, this, so people should have this kind of awareness. And then I think. The option should be there to have universities and institutions which can mm. be independent based on whatever knowledge is relevant to you. And, you know, you should be yeah. able to pick your modules like you would with university. Ken, what would you have wanted as a, as a kid being taught at school? I, I would have liked to be taught social skills. I, I think I need, needed that. I think they pertain was... to mental health. And, why, yeah. and again, why, look where we are now where we're acknowledging mm. that mental health is something that should be studied and scrutinized yeah. and we should watch out for a lot more. But in school, for most people, especially the transition from juvenile to fucking adolescent, it's probably the worst points in time of most people's lives. Yes. And, how, and how much counselling do you get through that period? None. Those lessons would be fucking hilarious to watch. <laughs> so yeah. she me at the all-boys school trying to fucking... <laughs> Pick up social skills. But, you know, but it's it's such an but it's such an important it. thing because you know, like it's it's seen like statistically, like a lot of homosexual men advance academically, like a lot more than their straight counterparts and stuff like that. But then at the same time, how often do you see like a bunch of LGBT plus teenagers going bowling and shit? Because mm, society doesn't lend yeah. to any paradigm where they can socialize and become more aware of themselves. So you find most people who come out, it's like they come out when they finish school. Right. Very rarely, and that's because we're still again having all these archaic fucking social structures mm. of separation. Whereby, if you are LGBT or you're young and you're, or you're, you know, you're an adolescent and you're where you may be 
non-binary or you yeah, may be queer. Yeah. There is no opportunity whereby there's there's no exchange programs. There's no way by you can meet people like yourself out of the internet whereby, like Ken said, you begin mm. to learn these social skills yeah. and begin to rationalize what you may think makes you different to everybody else. Yeah. yeah. I, I would like people to be taught that they shouldn't just type shit on the internet without thinking about it. <laughs> That's yeah, the yeah. amount of people just type on Twitter and like, why has no one taught you that's your, your opinion? You should evaluate your own But it's quite a modern skill, isn't it? I yeah. think that skill is yeah. probably... Which only... is in general, to yeah. question your own... Critical thinking. Yeah, critical thinking. It's never, and, but it's especially towards the self. I think yeah, yeah. a lot of people just go unquestioningly, my opinion is right and always worth worth. And, that, and this is why school, this is where school is very, I think, is very responsible for garnering that mindset. Mm. Because for a start, what it does is that it doesn't create, it narrows the uh, topics for debate yep. and then widens the spectrum within those topics. So people think they're having discourse and they're not really talking about anything that matters. Yep. Then the problem with school is, is that because it's so repressive, whereby like if you are someone who doesn't agree with someone, something, there's no tools given to you. So you're either like a bad kid that's kicked out of the class or you end up in trouble. So then what happens is you've repressed it so long, you've had no how to do it. So then now Twitter, you can do it anonymously. Yep. Like all the people on Twitter that say the stupid shit you're saying are the people that used to write shit in like, you know, in the toilet. <laughs> or like, you know, like you'd be on a yeah. desk and we have like a swat sticker on it. Those are the people that are trolls on Twitter today because they've had no, because they don't have the Bring courage or the toilets. faculties. Yeah, but they don't have the courage or the faculties to express <laughs> this ridiculous like dissent that is just there to rabble rouse or just to be, con- yeah. be a contrarian. So now that they have the anonymity of the internet, that's why they do that stuff. Mm. Like the stuff that used to be like, oh, Dane's guy, Ken's guy, call this number <laughs> for a good time. Those people are now the trolls of today. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if you can necessarily change them. No. Nah. But it's because all they, they, because they, I guess on the one hand, they are also, uh, I guess, dissidents or rebels to like curriculum yeah. to an extent. It's just that it's not particularly structured. Right. Yeah. They don't really have the, in, you know, the brains to, but at the same time, these are the people in a, in a, I guess, utopian uh, situation where if you're going to have revolution, that is technically the proletariat you need to mobilise. Yes. And that's probably why they are taught in school to be separate and yeah. to fear people that are different we, to them. Yeah, we need to teach them collectivism. Yes. That's what it, well, I was about yeah. to say, the one thing I would definitely get yeah. people to teach Philosophy. is, uh, well, self-worth studies. Ooh. Yeah. Self-worth studies, like learning to develop your own self-worth because attaching self-worth uh, and feeling confident in that. It's quite American. I think Americans yeah, love to do that. We, ha- we hate it. Yeah. We hate, we, and we hate people who are... Who feel we like underdogs who have yeah. people if you affirm yourself when you appear to be up like we don't like that in the yeah. UK. Well, it's the We're whole threatened by it. Yeah, and it's the whole Nanette thing as well, where that kind of ends up with the whole kind of crit, you know critiquing what we why we like to self deprecate and yeah. you know it, there's a whole complicated element to it. But but I do think if you could teach kids to go, so like I, I often bring up, I think my family and uh, on this show, and I've got a niece who has taught herself play piano like just sat at the right. piano listen to songs and just learn how to play them and i'm like that's the most amazing thing i've ever seen Genius. anyone in this that family do and yet the her self-worth it's difficult to truly um take that into the school playground right and 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 bring that to the table and i just find that such a sad thing. It's almost like appreciate your classmates hour yes. where it's like, Hey, Empathy okay, and- Dane's going to get up now and Dane's going to tell everyone a joke. God, isn't Dane funny? Everyone. <laughs> applause, applause, applause. Right. Yeah. On to Ken. Jesus, look how quickly Ken can do this thing or whatever it might be. You know, it'll be see, I think that again, it's, it's more this affirmation and it's not, it's more about people. 
feeling so secure within themselves that they don't have to project onto other people, I think, is Maybe. a big part of self-worth thing. I think that self-worth thing, is that's just like, that shows an aptitude for something that mm. should be picked up on by a educational institution. If you're yeah. showing musical promise, yeah. your school should be like, she can learn total self how for much further can we take this? Mm. And, 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 it's my, and it's, it's the problem, and that's the problem. Like, when I was in school, I remember I, we did cross-country, and I forgot my PE kit. Right. So I had to wear my school shoes and socks. And I came second. Nice. But so it was very fuck clearly... You, fuck you, classmate. Yeah, yeah, but very clearly. So long distance running, I can do very well. Yeah. No one told me about any running clubs. No one told me about right, how to, yeah. do, to participate in long distance running, how but to train and improve cardio. But, I mean, in, but I'm saying in school, it was like yeah, no one, no one yeah, was like, yeah. oh, well, you've come second in your school shoes and like you've never run and done anything for the school before. Rather than pick up on that or encourage it, it's just... I got. I end up getting a demerit for getting my kit. <laughs> so for yeah, me, awful. that guy, that's the P teacher, is now the headmaster of the school. He's a fucking moron. <laughs> yeah. He was a moron yeah. then, but he's obviously. But that's someone who's just a conformist. He's just going to continue to enforce policy. Yeah, and yeah. he's obsessed with the rules. He despite. So all that happened for me was that by the time I went was in year nine, I'm like, well, as long as I get the grades to stop my parents getting pissed off, I don't, I don't care about school at all. I'm mm. not going to play for any teams. Yeah. I'm not going to participate in any school initiatives because it doesn't benefit me. No one, when I'm, no one from my school probably remembers who I am now. So, interestingly, um, my question mm-hmm. for today's episode feeds perfectly into this one because I think Ken's is an amazing. That was one. a great question. It's an amazing Thanks, question, guys. but my one feeds directly into well, it, basically. Yeah. Um, which is um, how bad is your spelling, and do you give a fuck? Oh, um, and and I think that taps into part of what we're talking about, which is like what matters in your education. Because uh-huh. there's some words I don't. Know, have you got any words you just can never seem to really uh-huh. remember? I keep fucking up embarrassing and it's it's getting embarrassing. I mean, it's obviously getting embarrassing, but two R's, two Two R's and two S's. Yeah. Yeah. Two R's and two. I was quite good at spelling as a kid. Right. It's quite a mathsy thing though. Me me too. You were good at spelling. Yeah. Oh, were you? I didn't realize this about you, Dane. No, it's because they, they, I'm going to look back on all the texts. You do do your written, you do your written work. Mm. And then at the end of, when I was in primary school, they take your your spelling mistakes and they uh, and you're supposed to look over them over the weekend, and we have a spelling test on Monday. Right, uh, and then by the end of school, like by the end of like year five or six, my teacher was just like reading shit out of the dictionary. Right, wow, just finding words for me to spell. So spelling is always fine. So and you also- were really good. At- this is an amazing revelation. I didn't yeah. anticipate this scenario. Yeah, I'm pretty shit at spelling. I have to be honest. Like I get it wrong a lot of the time. Interesting. Spell check for me, it's 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 a way of life. It's not at all. Well, I struggle actually. I think is more pronunciation. Right. Because a lot of the words I would discover, I'd read them, and before I would be, able, and there'd be no one to be able to, and I couldn't learn them phonically, so I wouldn't be anywhere. So I could use them again in context or in a sentence correctly. But mm. if you like, I thought impetus was impetus for years before I had somebody else say it. Ah. So it was always like my pronunciation because I wouldn't have like someone said it, and I also look in the dictionary, but like, I don't have to sound it out. But mm. I'd retain the word and its meaning, and I'd be able to use it in written work. Sure, but not necessarily when I am articulating. Would I be able to use the words, pronounce the word correctly? But did you you never had any issues spelling anything? No, I I used well because my memory was very good as a kid and that helped. So like I would learn the spelling very quickly with any word. And I I think I think it's also how your brain works where you can see kind of symbols yeah. or the kind of like you can see fine like the detail of it mm. rather than the big picture. So you and can, there's also can see different ways. Yeah. Like, like, and, and with memory, it's like memory works very well. So even for me, it's like. I'm not sure if it's just a function of me being able to comprehend stuff. It's just, I just remember it and it becomes internalized. Yeah. I just remember it. And then it's like, there's so many other ways you can use to cite remembering stuff. So, I mean, for me, a lot of time, my memory is kind of melodic. So you remember 
spelling stuff out in a song and that's how you kind of remember stuff. So. What about pronunciation? Well, I was okay with that. I think, yeah, I never really considered that one. Because yeah. you've been watching all the, you see the news about in, uh, the spell, spelling bee where eight people won it. Hey, people want it. They yeah, they could. They couldn't. They couldn't. They couldn't. They couldn't, yeah, they couldn't, they couldn't find cool. anything to stop these kids. Yeah, that's cool. And after like eighteen, I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hours, whatever it was. Bloody hell. Or like some ridiculous amount of time. <laughs> the judges cool. were just like, fuck this. They've got, you yeah. can all spell. Well done. That's Go good. Home. I, think that's, I think that's really good. I think it's good. I, I, does it matter no spelling that's the thing I ask myself does it really matter no. it does <laughs> yeah it, <laughs> it does just crossed his arms it as does. he looked at me and said that that's the most boss Dane has it ever looked at does. me I think yes and no I think and that no. level of spelling B I can spell every dodgy word they throw us <laughs> the yeah. long words that no one's heard of and that is just that's just well you kind of respect that to taking one skill to the extreme yeah it's one, it's one skill it's, I, I don't think I don't think it's necessarily always the correct spelling is important like I won't necessarily scrutinise like I've had people send me text messages and be like that's wrong that's wrong but I won't scrutinise people for that normally well you're partly I'm, scrutinising it yeah I am partly but I'm like I'm like it's a light red flag it's not a red flag because yeah. it's mm. so common there's a lot of frequent misspellings but I would say and also there's a lot of homonyms and people kind of mess yeah. those up what does it matter I think it matters, and it's Alan Moore, who's a graphic novelist, said mm. that uh, words are spells. That's why it's called spelling. So the letter of the law nice. is very much uh, predicated on how correct things, how things are spelled correctly. So I just think it's just mm. having a master, a mastery of language and etymology, can make you understand a lot more about uh, the world. But I would argue that I'm a master of language in many ways, <laughs> but I can't get, I can't uh, write What's it your down. Credentials yeah, I way. can't write it down. Yeah. Like received. Yeah. I before E, e before, except after C. Yeah, yeah. and that that one gets me. No, I just okay. forget it, and then I have to go. Oh, fuck with is me. It? If I just see a word and I spell it wrong, it would just look wrong. Yeah, instinctively, yeah. That's, you instinctively that's would just know. The thing a lot of people. Well. You don't even need. Kenching doesn't even need spell check. That's how fucking. <laughs> but sometimes matter. you might because some yeah. there are some words which are maybe slight malapropisms or colloquial terms mm. that your phone doesn't pick up on. That's another reason why it's good to remember spelling yeah. for yourself because sometimes there are some things your phone might not necessarily know. Right. And obviously, if I speak with colloquial terms of my friends or I use slang or malapropisms. Like or even make portmanteaus of my own. This is for me. That's why, especially in the line of work we're in, like mm. as comedians, that's why spelling is important and etymology is important. Because if you can take words and subvert them, it's very hard for us to come up with new op- observations. But if you can play with mm. words and the meaning of words and use that as a premise for like jokes, an understanding of I, language I is, is, yeah, is, I, an I ama- is an amazing, amazing thing. I don't know. If if do you, an, if do you feel organ. that's the same as spelling? I'm, I'm not sure. Mm, yeah. There's an overlap, I guess. 
Sort of. How much do you feel you play with language in your comedy, Ken? I, I do quite a lot, yeah. Especially my older stuff, definitely. Yeah. I think it's just quite instinctive to do. Mm. Yeah. I think I'm, and I guess my comedy is, and I guess my artistic influences anyway are very musical. Mm. So it's like, you know, rappers will play with language a lot of the time yeah. as well and they show enunciation and that can You often change. talk about rhythms and patterns of comedy. Yeah, yeah, because you can, but you rhythms. can change, and you know, if you're able to play with words and you can, and their pronunciation and their origin and their root, then, you know, mm. you kind of give yourself, you have to give yourself some kind of distinctive advantage with a lot of your peers. So if you can play with certain words, yeah. And then create imagery on the basis of those, but they're kind of based on words people understand. Mm. Then you know it's a lot more resting. In the same way, like even now, if you want to post content, yeah. like I can't be like, oh, what happens when a man's angry? Like if, if I say something like menstruation, that's a malapropism that people I've never heard that word before. Right, but that's an interesting then, thing, isn't it? Because that's being inventive with words. Yeah, but right. I think you know, being able to spell will help you do that a lot better. I'm not convinced by that, but mm, I'm, I'm on the fence. I think I'm I'm on the fence between you guys. I think. I think in today's age, it's getting less and less important with the tools available. Mm. Definitely. And also because we're kind of more lax about kind of spelling things, everything. With social yeah. media, it's, very, it's becoming more and more lax. Mm. But that's what worries me because I feel like it's lax to a particular mm. echelon okay. in society. But I feel like there is a certain class whereby... You know, spelling and enunciation right. and like etymology is still very much emphasized. Because, you know, if you, you tell most people who go to a public school, Latin is a dead language. Mm. But it's integral to like how, yeah. what, what laws and stuff are based on. So if you don't understand that, it that well, then this is how you can be screwed over. So, do you, I mean, it's, it's interesting. This whole episode has been kind of wrapped up in school and education. Yeah. I love it. And uh, you, I love, I love why? It. Why do you love it? Um, I think it's just something that's so. It, it it's kind of so entrenched now, but it's also so wrong right now. Like mm, all of yeah. education is, and it feeds all the way into like capitalism and yeah. how our society works. Like that hierarchy is is like a microcosm in school for how the world works. And yeah, and just do also, you feel it hasn't evolved particularly in, in no. you know like certain things of it, no. uh, whether you like it or not are evolving quite rapidly. Whereas, it's like, fun. communication yeah. is, is something that has evolved incredibly rapidly just in our lifetimes. Yeah. But education, treat, education hasn't changed. Yeah, and barely. how we treat each other, how we treat, like, yeah. yeah, and how we value, like, yeah, that thing about competition, hierarchy, and just all the, everything, really. But I think looking at the, the bit of education that I'll remember from my time at school is, if I think, like, just literally think yeah. back, if you remove the jokes and the, and the silliness from yeah. your friends... Uh, all I can remember is a feeling, like a sinking feeling, that every time I was ever going to go into an exam, right, I was going to yeah, exactly. fuck it all up. And I did to an extent. I mean, I, I got, I got uh, 10 GCSEs A to C, so I didn't fuck it up that mm, bad. That's pretty good. But, uh, so basically, you're, you're good for the, go- for the government. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. <laughs> that's what they want. But I, I really didn't do that well in comparison to how I should have done or how by school levels, but like not being good at something at school can really have a defining influence on your life. We have this idea that if you're not getting the best, if you're not getting top grades, you're not, yeah, you're not, you're not good. You're not, you're, good. Not, you're not worth anything in a society, and, that, and that's that's yeah. that's that's Oxbridge being like filtered down. That's what? like the idea of how we treat Oxbridge, yeah, yeah. which I'm very anti. What was your worst subject at school? Oh, I don't know actually. I think you must have fucked something up. I can't believe I, you didn't. Fuck I did something fuck up. a GCSE up, but I feel like 
I I didn't I didn't actually think I fucked his exam up weirdly. I got a C in business studies, and that was weird mm-hmm. because I was like I I I was getting like a hundred percent of all the marks. Who, and, but, and the thing is, but like, and I'm just, I am just saying, who knows if that could have just been a disgruntled teacher that yeah. downgraded you? <laughs> yeah, or that shit fucking fuck happens. Exam, yeah. mm. I, and this is what I mean about even the idea of standardized testing or just leaving it in the subjective hands of a teacher who, like you, is another human being who may be angry or with an axe to grind or might just be jealous of you. Yeah, like. I had like a teacher. They, well, they lost the page in the exam. Yeah, and, you know, and, 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 that, and, that, and that can happen. That can. That, I had a, my art. My art teacher called Miss Jones. Uh, she taught us for a semester, and I remember turning my homework and she said, "I'm giving you a B," and I said, "Why?" And she said, "Because you're too used to getting A's." That's what she said. <laughs> so hasn't, it, hasn't let it go. Just point out. No, they, they, the thing is, what's her name? Her name is Miss Jones. But, yeah. the thing, but the reason I say I don't let these things go is because, like I said, there are people who are invested in these institutions, mm. and they send their children there under the pretense that these people will take care of your children's education. And you don't know who you're sending your kids to, and they spend more of their time there, arguably, than they may spend in other social paradigms or even in your home. Mm. So I'm saying, in terms of like these archaic systems of school and stuff like that. You don't know the person that's teaching your children. Yeah, it's just given because you are through. You've been through the cycle yourself that you concede all this power to authoritarians, be it a teacher or a doctor, yeah, or a police person. How are we going to teach self worth if we are already creating this uh, kind of situation whereby you're conceding authority to another human being who mm. breathes just like you, well, who and- you pay taxes for? The customer's always right under capitalist government, but with civil servants, someone mm. someone's supposed to tell me something. Like I had another teacher called Mister Diebel. Right, my graphics teacher, Debel. Yeah, always gave me shitty grades. Right, and uh, graphics. Yeah, and he would like we used to have technology at the girls' school side, so drawing stuff on eighty three pieces of paper. Yeah, and isometric drawings on his. <laughs> That's crap. all graphics was in yeah, my era. Isometric stuff and drawing toothbrushes. Yeah. Stuff that doesn't even matter now because you have CAD CAM anyway. <laughs> but the point is, like this guy had a ponch on for every single time that like, we'd be having technology at the girls' school. He'd mm. make fun of us in front of the girls and try and like in like basically give us a bollock in front of the girls. Nice moves because he's sleeping with a fucking ex girl. Uh, so now guy. you're a guy who's trying to reclaim your fucking teenage years back in school mm. and try and be cool again good for you innit I don't care but don't make my education suffer because you got bullied in school and now you've come back to get a job in school to try and reclaim your, your teenage years <laughs> like I don't give a fuck innit mm. I don't care about school this place could burn down I'll keep walking <laughs> I, but this is what I mean brutal falling down I, but I mean I don't this is what I mean you're dealing with like so in terms of spelling for once I mm. remember watching a show on TV yeah. And they were talking about a guy who had a severe spinal injury and said, well, without a life support machine, he'll be a persistent vegetation. And I was like, cool, that sounds interesting. We went to the museum, like I think it was the, uh, one of the, the Natural History Museum. Right. And he had like a spine with a brain in there. Like, in, and I was like, well, sure. without that, a human being would be a persistent vegetation. And there was a uh, classroom assistant that basically saw that. And she was like, words like this, where's this coming from? And I was like, I saw it in this place and that place. Now she feels threatened. The rest hmm. of my time at school, she's just trying to suppress me all the time wow. from talking. Hmm. And, this, and this, I'm saying, this is what you're dealing with. Especially yeah. like, remember, like these schools, my mother was told by her geography teacher to go back and swing in the trees like a monkey. Hmm. Now you would think a geography teacher would be a lot more specific. <laughs> but the point is, like I said, my mother is going to school under the pretense that you are in the hands of a yeah, professional, professional well, and, a, and a quasi-custodial person. Remember, yeah, they're taking yeah. care of your well-being. He's already trying to teach her about her inferiority and dehumanizing her. Mm. So why the fuck would I go and trust these people? I mean, like, have you met teachers in real life now that we're adults? Mm. Yeah. The- I mean, I remember my graphics teacher, Mr. Newby, I'm outing him. And, uh, <laughs> and I got an N. Yeah. 
and I don't even remember and saying with a, the ungraded. Where's that? Yeah, like I not even did not even yeah, include not, not, not graded. I, that's because I don't think he even told me that I needed to hand in work. Right. And I, mean. I found out many years later he never had any qualifications. <laughs> <laughs> He'd somehow blagged his he didn't way. Work in. that. <laughs> yeah, Just, amazing blag. Yeah. He drove a Ferrari. So well, there you go. that's how he got the job. So he probably blacked that as well. So he probably was working for fucking Frank Abagnale or whatever. Yeah, his name that's was how he got the job. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. It's a good film. Yeah. I, mean, uh, I mean, I think you, you I, I do feel that spelling is overrated, but um, I do hear your points. I think words are spells. That's what Harry Potter says. Mm. <laughs> I think it's going to be important. I, yeah. I mean, obviously, one thing we do like to be spelled right is our names. I'll give you that much. This is why it's another big reason I'm so big on spelling because mm. it's been frequently misspelled my name. My mum actually mm. said your name to me earlier, Dane, mm-hmm. and she got it wrong. Yeah, of course. <laughs> she said, she said, oh, you're doing your podcast with, with Dane uh, Baptiste. And I was like, no, mum, it's Bap- Baptiste. And she's like, oh, but I thought it was French. I was like, have you ever fucking listened to it, mum? <laughs> it happens. Like, I, you... First of all, don't you swear at your mum? I didn't swear at my mum. I, I hope not. Second <laughs> yeah. of all, the receptionist did the same thing. Right. Do you know how many birthdays and Christmas cards and love letters I've had yeah. to be like, oh, I'll let Dane spell D-A-I-N know about this. <laughs> so, so many that times. hurts. Mm, like yeah. pain, but with a D, I Ken, guess. Ken, you're safe. Well, they often spell Chang as Chang. I get, I get that almost all the time. An A instead of an E. Yeah, so often. Ken Chang, so Ken often. Chang. And I've got yeah. loads of like, ID badges. Which but is that, a, is that a regional <laughs> thing? Um, because of uh, yeah. if you're different parts of this country, an E and an A get fucked up. I think up. That because Chang is a more common Chinese name, they just hear Chang like that. Um, it's quite easy to mishear that. I've massively enjoyed some of these uh, conversations regarding school. I don't know if we're going to go for a, a third question with school, Ooh. Dane, or are you going to mix it up? Oh, yeah. well, no, if I don't, I'm going to feel no, like I let no, this whole side down. You can mix it up. You, you had something you in can, mind. You can either, yeah. Dane always go. has something in mind uh, for the guest. So let's stick with that, Dane. Oh, stick with it. That's good, yeah. All right. All right, cool. All right. Keeping with the, the uh, I guess, the theme of education yeah. and learning. Obviously, we are well aware of your illustrious past uh, within the gaming industry. Yeah. Now, bad ass, like, Ken. Ken's you a are, fucking, fucking badass, yeah, for sure. <laughs> you're one of the cool, honestly, I mean, anyone who does what you Basically, did. Basically, well. Ken is like the one guy that wasn't in Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> but in, you have the quips in real life on stage, so you really are Ocean's I'm Eleven. A, I'm just all of them. You're Ocean's One, basically, Ocean's Ken. Basically, one, you're, yeah. Ocean's you're Ocean's One. You're Ocean's One. I went to school Remake. with another guy who actually was quite, he was bullied in school. Right. And he is a professional focal player. And I think once, one time the pot was a quarter of a million and he won that. And I was like, Whoa. even though he doesn't, he may think I don't like him, but Jamie... Pick up yourself. Jamie. Yeah. Jamie. Anyway, okay, man, good for him. Nice. Good for him. But yeah. it again proves the point that if you take the time to uh, study and analyze something that can be of benefit for you, yes. the potentials can be enormous. Mm. My question is, Ken, I feel one of the biggest laws, and obviously what is a continuously growing market, is the gaming industry. Yes. Like, you know, I don't think that football, for example, or professional sport in general, wouldn't even realize, realize the heights it has without the gaming industry working adroitly with it. So what I wanted to ask you, Ken, is that for people... I used to work in William Hill. William Hill? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. But I don't gamble. Right. And I didn't really understand that much about it. I know more than I used to. But it was never really something that uh, enthused me. Maybe, maybe based on the clientele. Yes. Probably. Uh, and, that's, probably yeah. and, that's, and that's because Quite I had one grim. story. There was one story where a guy won from a one pound fifty accumulated bet on Greyhound, won £4,000. Whoa. And that's what I said. And then my manager said, we'll have it back in a year. And I was so crestfallen by that <laughs> statement. I was like, maybe gambling isn't worth it. Mm. But my question is yes. that I think one of the bigger laws, obviously, of, common, of, of gaming is having, you know, large capital for relatively little input. 
I'm sure this is probably not the case. But for people who want to be involved in something like poker or gaming, what does Ken Cheng, what would Ken <laughs> Cheng, quick fire guide to gaming be? Oh, mm. good question. Because oh, why you've not even, so because like, you know, this is the kind of thing that people this do is, courses on, right? Like yeah. at the beginning of Ocean's Eleven, they're teaching like this actual is, celebrities yeah. like how to play poker. This so. feeds into the whole education is where, it feeds back to my first question, what, what school doesn't teach you is how to teach yourself a completely new thing. Yeah. The school is a train track. You just, yep. just go along a path. So that's why poker was great for me because I taught myself poker just because I got into it when I was 17, just playing with friends and I wanted to get better. Mm-hmm. And there were just resources online. And over time, you, I just got... Yeah, I just learned more about it and just understood it better. And that kind of education of like education for the pure idea of understanding something better and that understanding feeding into making good decisions and solving general problems uh-huh. is, 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 is what you need to tap into to learn any comedy. Comedy, like we're all teaching ourselves comedy. Yeah, yeah. Like on a daily basis. Pretty we're much. teaching with gigs and then thinking about yep. it and, and learning how to write more. And, and that isn't taught at all. And, and yeah. uh, which is something that people do not understand at all. Mm. Like, and I think even a lot of comics from the outside looking in don't really understand the mechanics of navigating this industry and this art form. Yes. And uh, yeah. On you, both you, sides. Yeah, on both the external sides, yeah. factor of for sure of trying to yeah savvy your way up an in industry no hand. one tells you there's going to be another 21 people in that place doing their five minutes <laughs> they don't really tell you that they don't tell you that and you, yeah. you and it'll be a random selector where you go yeah. in that particular order yeah they don't they, tell you that they also don't tell you about all the bullshit about the industry that you just have to know to exactly yeah, to go the right path where it's like yeah no yeah so 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 yeah poker you're gonna have to learn how to learn you're gonna mm. have to learn how to learn it which is a hard thing to also <laughs> yeah but i learned from the internet i learned and the best way was these this these videos of people playing and they would play and uh, like uh, in real time they would commentate on what they were thinking at the mm-hmm. time and through that that was probably the the most streamlined way you can get into like okay i gotta think like this person i gotta understand the game on this person's level that was really good and we don't really have that for for comedy we should <laughs> we should have people yeah. just commentating on but there, are, but there are comedy courses but they're like school as well in that yeah. if you got the money yep. we'll teach you we also, won't really identify yeah. any potential also, that much but without naming any names a lot of them are just charlatans <laughs> well, those lot, you can do right yeah exactly a lot of them are pure charlatans <laughs> just pure just like they'll teach you like some some basics but they won't teach you how to ultimately they're safe spaces right that's all that yeah. that's all that those things yeah, are yeah. Actually, useful for someone it. who hasn't got the support groups if yeah. you will yeah very they're much all, so they'll probably make you get better but not not enough. I did a good comedy course. Did you? Yeah, it was good. It was good. It was uh, in Camden, the comedy course. Oh, okay. But that's, the course was run by a comedian. Hmm. Yeah. And someone who also wasn't a comedian, so didn't have an axe to grind, and it was really about promoting the school yeah. and art. Okay. And then a comedian, again, who uh, was just secure enough in themselves. Yeah. I'm sure there are a lot of good ones. I'm doing I'm doing improv courses at the moment. They're good. They are good. Which, which one? Uh, did... free, free Association. Nice. And they're, they're all the people there are cool, and it's also just a good skill. And also just getting on stage to do improv is just useful mm-hmm. and there's not you can't really do that that often without doing the courses but yeah. we need to get to the bottom of the Ken bottom Cheng's poker, poker, poker Ken Cheng's, tips yeah Ken oh. Cheng's gaming tips Dane's got his phone out he's about to write oh. stuff down or as we call it Ka-Cheng Cheng Ka-Cheng Cheng a guide to making money in the gaming industry yeah god see the thing is poker's got so hard these days that it's I'd recommend against doing it these days what are you looking at now roulette I'm gonna no no 
Nigga, no, it's, all about, it's all about betting on politics for me. That's where the real money is. Can you actually bet on politics? Yeah. Oh, I made, my goodness. I made sick money from the 2017, the snap election. You're oh shitting me. Oh, my God. Ken, talk us through it. 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 Talk us through uh, this was at the stage where they were predicting a 400 Tory majority. That was still the narrative all the way up to the election, even when polls were swinging, polls were swinging. Mm-hmm. But I got on that bit early because I thought, I just looked at what the country is and I said, actually, we don't have 400 Tory seats. We've, no. These places aren't actually going to swing back to Tory because, look, go back like to the 1980s. They weren't Tory seats they, and they haven't suddenly become Tory seats. So, so that just implies that everything that people think about politics is wrong, just like the entire main media narrative of like, oh, it's going to be 400 seats because whatever they, whatever they decide well, to come to that. Well, I guess it's a function of PR who's over by the papers can yep, say that. Yeah, and win. they just misunderstood and that became, and people just assumed that was the case. But like this, Ken. Yeah. Now, I feel like the question is evolving based on that revelation. Mm. So you can bet on an election. What else can we get money betting on, Ken? <gasps> uh, like Oscars. The, what Really? Oscars. Oscars are always good. Dark web, dark web. I don't know. I don't know. I, I actually don't make that much from all this because it happens so rarely. Yeah. <laughs> it's like one election every few years. It's like, oh, that's true, yeah. that's why I want more elections. Christmas number ones. I guess you can bet on that anyway. Yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, football, sport? Oscars, good. Yeah, well, I'm not, that's always I, there. Yeah, that's always there. I'm not good enough for that. I don't know much about that. That's stuff. a. I mean, it's such random well, that, stuff at times. It's for... also because that's such a lot of people use that. Do that. A lot yeah. of people are good at that. So it's harder to find those narrow. Can you gamble on like records? Record sales. You could probably go up to a book, a, a bookies. You can go up to bookies and offer any bet on anything. Well, it seems like a TV Lewis, format. Lewis Hamilton's dad bet on him winning the Grand Prix. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he made that yeah. money back. Yeah. We should make this into a TV format, Ken. Have you, have you, have you tried yeah. to do this yet? I'm pitching a podcast on gambling, right? Which is like come up with a weird bet that we'll we'll, we'll ask a bookie what odds, and then we'll decide. What? Yeah. What? Mm. What odds? Whether that's a good bet, mm. and it could be anything. But is 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 winning poker basically about the odds, and you yeah. working out the odds of knowing what cards have gone? Kind of, kind of, yeah. Although it's more like a general strategy game, and that's mm. where kind of like why it's so hard to actually learn because because it's all like every decision you make has a monetary value. Every every decision is a bet, but it's it's all in a wider wider game of like strategy and psychology knowing right. how your opponent because there's an opponent that that affects it quite a lot that you have to be like mm. i'm ahead of i'm a step ahead of them mm-hmm. but i have to be one step ahead i can't be two steps ahead i can't be a step behind and it's just yeah, kind of my dad tried to take me dominoes once on the same idea yeah. of predicting i think it took a while to get it because i think it's, it's just a question of repetition because I think when I was playing blackjack in school, which is kind of like not 21, but like yeah. Uno blackjack. Right. Uno blackjack. Like by then I could already predict what cards other people had. Yeah. When I, when you, at, at the height, you could do stuff like yeah. you could deliberately like go to somebody, put a red jack down to go to somebody and to put another blackjack and then be like, there's a joker, pick up 10. <laughs> <laughs> but is, is it because that logic and that system is so kind of innate to every game of poker, is that why it's getting so hard to become a successful online gambler it's one reason gaming one reason is a lot of people are getting better at that one reason is just a lot of the business people who were like just throwing money back in the noughties just before i started was when the poker boom happened and literally like 17 year old like uni not uni like 17 to 19 year olds 
would would rinse these like 40 year old businessmen who were like sinking hundreds of thousands into poker because they just thought it was a pure game of chance and they were just betting mindlessly and right. and anyone with a half a brain could figure out a basic strategy like oh that their strategy is so losing that these 17 to 19 year olds became millionaires back mm. then in 2006 and you could just do that and I got into it like a few years after that where it was, it was still quite easy but not as easy and then and it got slowly harder and harder because so everyone decided where's, where's, where's the, where's the, where are we looking at for the future Ken where's the next boom coming from mm. in the gaming industry Game is, well there's a lot of Twitch do you know Twitch the yep. streaming website do now Twitch is yeah the Twitch is where you where players play games and they stream stream it and people watch and also oh, actually uh, computer games like yeah oh, that's like, cool like uh fortnite yes yeah yeah fortnite yeah. is huge on it and you can't bet on that can you bet on that no it's not going to be gambling well yeah. this gambling is i think is a dead art a dead i think poker happened to be this beautiful game where you could you could gamble it very well mm. it, like it was a game where gamblers thought they had they were kept in it enough. That's the key with gambling. The your, people who lose money need to be ke- kept in enough to keep Come playing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you can't you can't bet on chess, for example, because a worse player will always lose, and they'll never bet because they're like, um, "There's nothing keeping me trying to bet." It's very clear, yeah. So there's, but, it's very yeah. harder to manipulate yeah. variables. Yeah, I mean, exactly. interestingly, uh, Dane, Ken, uh, listeners, I've never bet on anything, Ooh. Mm. and it's because it's in the list of things that I think in my life. If I tried, I think I'd become hooked to. Mm. So I, I ruled it out from it an early It's very age. addictive. Same with cocaine. It's very uh, addictive. It's cocaine just, or gambling? Well, both. Well, but gambling is gambling very addictive. Gambling and cocaine. I've, I've decided that both of them, I don't think I could get involved. It, it ties in with the self-worth thing because when you win money on gambling, it's just little dopamine hit goes, you're brilliant. Yeah, of course you do. You're I brilliant. got some free money. Yeah. And legally. it's because of your wit or whatever of course you got some free money and then when you lose you're like oh I'm the worst if you watch like shit. and if you watch something like The Gambler or The God of Gamblers mm. or Oceans the whole Oceans yeah. franchise of course you're going to be like alright smooth jazz I'm stealing <laughs> yeah. mm, casinos are fun and then when you're losing your brain is like shit I feel awful but I need to get that self-worth back so you're constantly chasing that positive feedback again yeah, so and you're constantly mm. stuck the, maf- the mafia built an empire on the back of this yeah. ideal so it's, yeah. it's, gr- it's, it's cool. crazy well I think we've learned something from Ken yeah. Cheng's gambling we've learned, we've tips we've learned a lot we've also learned that Ken is for a uh, whole real revolution of unlearning where uh, academia is concerned yeah so we need to learn have an unlearning and then have a learning, learning about yeah. learning yeah mm. yeah a relearning speaking um, of learning the people want to know yeah where can they find you? What are they up to? Now is the safe space for Ooh, a shameless okay. plug for the uniquely analytical Ken Chang. Yeah. Or Cheng Chang, as I like to call him. That should have been your poker name. Cheng Chang. When you like, got like a good hand, like say you got like a, yeah. a real flush, you should have been like, Cheng Chang. Cheng Chang. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. I'll, Not to be confused with Chang from The Hangover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Important. People confuse. Sometimes I, I get tweets to him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's Korean. Yeah, he's called Ken Jeong, and like, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm, like, what's that? There's that some TV show he's on. Oh, Community. Like, oh, no, no. Recently, it's like the Iron Chef. No, the Mask Singer or something. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. And they keep tweeting to adding everyone in that plus me, going, "Oh my god, the Mask Singer was so good." <laughs> like, I don't know what's happening. Like, like, what were you thinking, <laughs> Cheng? <laughs> but yeah, uh, where can people find you, Ken? Uh, Twitter, Ken Cheng Comedy. That's that's where most of my stuff is. Good stuff. He's uh, a savage. Oh, thank you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, hot takes. You, you good stuff. Ken Chang's hot takes. Yeah, thanks you got, for reading my stuff. No, you got some good yeah. stuff, man. Uh, stuff. Yeah, and I'm doing Edinburgh again. All oh, right, Edinburgh. What's, what's the show 2019, because this podcast might last forever. Yeah, 2019. If it if it if it's past that, then then who knows? 
Who knows? Um, uh, yeah, it's called To All the Racists I've Blocked Before. And it's all about racism. Nice. It's at 6.30 in Bedlam Theatre. Enjoy nice. it. Good luck with it, man. Thanks, thanks. Hope it works thanks. out. I'm, I'm positive you do very well. Uh, I've seen Ken's tweets with regards to his analysis on race. They are sublime. So if my word is anything, check out Ken's Twitter and his socials. It's good stuff. Thank you. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for coming, Ken. having me. It's been great. It's been a pleasure. Up we- to Ken, down to Cambridge. We don't give a fuck. We don't give a fuck, fuck. <laughs> You've been listening to Dame Baptiste Questions Everything, hosted by Dame Baptiste. For more from Dane, go to damebaptiste.co.uk or follow him at DaneBapTweets. Our guest was Ken Cheng. You can follow Ken on Twitter at Ken Cheng Comedy. The show is produced by me, Howard Cohen. Follow me at the Howard Cohen. Thanks to Polly and Gelly. Hey, if you like what you've been listening to, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. Thanks for listening, guys. And remember, question everything. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.